Welcome to the Bet with Chet podcast. I am Kyle Fertetti alongside Brian Campbell, Alex Dalvecchio. Week 8 in the books, on to week 9 already. Pretty much, guys, the halfway point of the NFL season. And if we're halfway through, we can't really ask much more, you know, all of us, um, with winning weeks. Uh, Alex and I with 3-2 and two and Campbell hitting a 4-1 and one and a onside kick and a meaningless field goal away from going... 5-0 and for the second time in this podcast between the three of us. Uh, so we're going to let you have the floor because you led with a 4-1 and week, uh, hitting your best bet, and that puts you at 50% for the year, um, 50% for your best bets. So something's got to give next week for you to see which way you go for the rest of the season. Talk to me about your picks. I mean, my, my four wins didn't really break a sweat on, on any of them. Dallas kind of manhandled the Rams as I thought they would. Uh, defense came out play. Bland had a nice pick six in that game. Um, Minnesota, I mean, Green Bay is an easy fade still. Same what happened to Kirk Cousins. I mean, Minnesota started really turning their season around, and I think now they're just going to be in a free fall from here on out. So you uh, never since, sweat with the Jets. Wow, you no, never, never sweated that game. Jets. Even no, with, that, like, 20 seconds left or whatever it was for Zach Wilson. Wow. I, I was comfortable in that position. I was like huh. – I was like, we can't lose. We we've given up negative negative passing yards. There's no way we're going to lose that game. So I, at, at no point did I think that was going to be a loss. Um, Cincinnati. I mean, they kind of took it to San Francisco, and then like I'm sitting there four and zero on my way to a five and zero, and then Baltimore's up by ten, getting the ball. They freaking Nelson Aguilar doesn't even go for the onside kick. Let's uh, Arizona recover, and then Arizona goes to kick the field goal. They miss it. There's a penalty. They get to re-kick. They make it. I lose that game, and it feels like I lost the whole week just off that one loss. But I mean, still four and one gets me back to five hundred. I'm happy with that. Uh, starting to right the ship, and we'll continue that this week. No doubt. Uh, before we get to you, Alex, I'll just kind of briefly go over uh, my picks. We had a lot of head-to-heads this week. Uh, didn't hit my best bet. Uh, was totally off on the Rams. Like I said last week, guys, I am always wrong about the Cowboys. When it comes to Alex and I with, with our teams, usually you want to fade us. And uh, that's yeah. what happened with the Rams. Uh, but here, let me let me make a point in that Rams game. On the first, I don't know if you guys saw this, but on the first drive of the game, um, the Cowboys got the ball first. Uh, Dak gets sacked on the first play, and... Um, I think they ran it up the middle for no gain, something like that. It was third and long, third and 11, something like that. The referees call a just a horrible hands-to-the-face call against C.D. Lamb where the defender kind of, you know, grazed his neck and they, they got a free, you know, first down, five-yard penalty. They end up scoring in that drive. If there was no penalty on that drive, the, the Cowboys tend to be a team where if they start fast, they're going to lay it on you. And if they start slow, they linger throughout the entire game. So – it was just one of those situations where the refs were on the right side. Cowboys got that extra opportunity. Um, and once they get going, it's like if they if they fire the first shot, they are going to pre, pre, be pretty consistent for the entire game. But if you punch them in the mouth first, like the Niners did, or even like the Cardinals did, they tend to fold down. So that's going to be a key in this Philadelphia matchup we look at this week. Um, but the Seattle game, obviously, that was a nail-biter, but they – that's a good example of, you know, getting the best of the number there. I think that line closed at four and they um, ended up getting the push there. But if you got it earlier in the week, like I did with the three and a half thing, it opened at two and a half. So that's a good example of, you know, if you like a side, get it early. If you think the number is going to go in the opposite direction. Uh, Saints was never in doubt. I, I love that spot for them. 
uh, buy low spot on them on the on the extended rest. Uh, Carolina, I, I like that spot for them. Hey, I had some ballsy picks this week. Uh, this week, you know, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of Cincinnati's. I'm seeing a lot of Detroit's. A lot of Dallas's. You know, Minnesota hot team. Hey, Carolina and the Saints. Okay, all right. And who had the balls to take Green Bay this week? They are a porous of a team. Porous. Uh, Jordan Love, I mean, you said it last week, Campbell. Um, I-, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because, you know, they do have a bunch of injuries on the offensive line, and Aaron Jones has been banged up all year, and the receiver position has kind of been hit or miss. Uh, but, man, I mean, they-, they-, they struggle to get first down. I mean, and you saw that last week against, you know, a- an okay Minnesota defense. I mean, they're not the 85 Bears, and um, they have multiple opportunities to at least uh, – get a backdoor cover and a teaser and they couldn't do it. They couldn't even get a, get a first down inside of the red zone there. So uh, green Bay is a complete fade for the rest of the year for sure. And then, um, yeah, so that, that's pretty much mine. So I'm still up uh, for the year, but uh, winning week, I'll take it just like you, Alex, three and two. Hey Alex, are you proud of me? I mean, I got a Vikings game right for once this season. You know, I, I know when I'm being baited, man. Okay. I'm older in life now. Alex, <laughs> are you still alive? Uh, Alex faded us and then ghosted us. I think he did. Alex, are you with us? Okay. Well, uh, we can kind of go through Alex's picks. Um, he uh, got the easy cover there with Detroit hitting his best bet. And uh, like you, Campbell, he was on the Cincinnati side. And uh, I think we underestimated the Brock Purdy concussion situation with you know although he was cleared you know, he obviously wasn't 100 percent and uh, wasn't good in his decision making and didn't have a good day so i'm not going to read too much into that i'm not going to say oh you know here here's the regression with brock purdy he's kind of what he thought what you know we thought he was going to be he's no, not I healthy agree. i agree with that and i think they're really struggling to open the field with uh, debo still missing um, Trent Williams missing is kind of giving him some happy feet in the pocket. I mean, he's feeling a little more pressure than he usually would. So, I mean, I think they're kind of a, a product of the injuries that they're facing right now. Definitely. And when you go up against a team like Cincinnati, I think they were coming off the bye, right? So when you have a banged up Niners team and then you have the Bengals with you know, two weeks to prepare for that game, that was definitely a, a tough spot for them. And I think the Niners were on a short week too, right? They played the, the Vikings yeah. on Monday night. So that, that was a horrible spot for the Niners. Didn't really look into that uh, very much. And you were still getting the good number. So, uh, you know, the, the books obviously didn't, um, you know, um, adjust to that number. Uh, so, yeah, Bengals, easy there. Um, I'm going to try to send Alex another invite to see if he can get back in here. Um, I, I don't I – don't, we don't see him in here. So I just sent another, right. another invite. Um, Houston, yeah, I – you know, I felt pretty good about that game uh, with the Car- Carolina, you know, changing offensive coordinators. Uh, so they were bound to win a game at some point, and that was the good spot for them to do so. Um, and Houston tends to play up or down to their competition typically, so thought that'd be a close game. So getting three and a half was easy. Uh, Cleveland. Um, so obviously we already spoke about that game. Uh, Alex, we right. talk about that. I, I know he's he's mad about the Jamal Adams helmet um, deflection. I know he was wanting to rant about that. 
Yeah, we were kind of going over your picks for you, Alex. So we kind of went through Detroit and Cincinnati already. So you kind of want to pick it up where uh, Cleveland was last week? Yeah. Uh, has anyone mentioned the, the helmet bullshit? <laughs> no. Jamal Adams? I'm happy. No. I'm happy for your survivor pick, Chet. I am. I am. But I, ha- I was totally on the right side of that game. I had Cleveland won. And then a ball bounces off Jamal Adams' helmet and just wrecks me for one of my losses. I should be right there with you, Candy, at four and one. Um, what I was saying before was that uh, I don't know. Did you guys hear me at all before or no? Nope. Yeah, you said you said you said you were being baited, and yes, and then you I know what I'm. Yeah, Candy was baiting me with that Jet Giant opener that he gave. I have photographic evidence that that man was sweating with 24 seconds left in the game. <laughs> photographic <laughs> evidence, men. He was very, very sweating that game out. But, um, yeah, I mean, Bengals-Niners, I was all over it. And, I mean, right now, you know, the Niners, you got to say, I mean, that's three in a row. That's a trend, folks. I mean, that's what Parcells would call it. You got to say that uh, I think the view has kind of pivoted now that the Eagles are just kind of the best team in the NFC. We'll see if the Cowboys can uh, have a moment this Sunday. But, um, no, that's what it meant to me. The Bengals are in the upper echelon right where we thought they were. Um, yeah. One damning um, stat I've seen about Shanahan is he's one and thirty-two in games where he's entering the fourth quarter with a three-point or more deficit. So yeah, even like the fourth, yeah, a close deficit going in the fourth, he cannot uh, get that comeback win. Yeah, and can he go four games in a row in the postseason without losing after the third quarter? Seems unlikely. Well, if there's a team that needed a bye week, it was definitely the, the Niners. So uh, I'm not going to obviously The only game I thought I, I deserved to lose was Texans-Panthers, which was looking kind of good first half, but then kind of collapsed in on me. But the other four, you know, I felt fine being on the side of that I was on. Even the Cleveland game, that's a game where I would say the flow of it and how it played out, I got right. It just, you know, crazy stuff happens. The bounce of the ball sometimes, lost it at the end. But um, I like where I'm at. I like where I'm at. I think I'm having, what, four or five, four positive weeks in a row here. So that's a good place to be. Yep, that's the NFL any given Sunday. It's just looking at the general atmosphere of the league, there aren't many good teams in the NFL these days. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of bottom feeders, a lot of mid-tier teams, and maybe a few, a few upper echelon teams. And even, you know, what Pat Mahomes loses for the to the Broncos for the, for the first time in his career. I think for the first time since 2015 that the Broncos have beaten the Chiefs. Period. So just weird stuff happens, and that's what the league likes. Um, yeah, I so. mean yeah, that game kind of reminded me of like when the Colts are at their peak with Peyton Manning. You know, like once every few years they lose a, an inexplicable game to the terrible Jaguars. That just you can't go through your division opponent every single year and sweep them for a decade. It's just not going to happen. Especially when you got the flu. Yeah, that didn't help. He played like it, too. He played terrible. That's as bad as yeah. he looked. You could tell that he was affected by that. And, um, you know, how do you, how do you go if you're the Broncos from giving up 70 to Miami <laughs> to giving up nine to Kansas City? <laughs> what, what is the NFL? Like, don't get it. It's all rigged. It is. Yep. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs, I'll kind of go with my first – play here for week nine i'm, I'm gonna take the chiefs minus one and a half here i know it's in what are we in germany now i don't even know what country we're in now yeah um, germany yeah so I'll, I'll take the chiefs minus one and a half just a typical bounce back spot i think the chiefs still have a good defense 
And I think that's kind of going unnoticed in this line here. Obviously, it's a neutral field, so they're you know this line is telling you that the Chiefs are a point, a point and a half better than the Dolphins, and I think that's fair. Um, so I'll, I'll lay the one and a half here with the Chiefs. Uh, Miami coming off a big divisional win against the Patriots. Now they have to travel. Um, so, yeah, I just like the Chiefs. A typical bounce back spot. So I, I, it'll obviously be a little bit more on the high scoring side with the total at around 50, 50 and a half. So um, I will gladly take the Chiefs here in a bounce back. You guys have any thoughts on this game or do you have a play? I don't have a play. Um, I don't really have a feel one way or the other in this game because I feel like I feel like Miami has the better weapons in this game, but Miami also has the trend of they can't beat teams with winning records. So I feel like one of those has to kind of come to an end. And, I mean, it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, especially, like, it's a international game, so, like, pretty much the eyes of the world are going to be on him, like, in this game. And he doesn't let down many times in that type of spot. So it's a game I'm going to stay away from. Yeah, Miami's defense is still pretty questionable. I know they got Jalen Ramsey back last week, and he, he had a nice interception in that game. Uh, but I don't know if they could do that consistently. I mean, it's the Patriots. This is a whole different class. Not that Kansas City has been super impressive offensively this year, but you have to think they're going to bounce back to some degree this week. Alex? Um, my lean would be Kansas City for sure. Don't have a play on it. Um, same reasons you said, you know, great team off a really bad loss. Um. Just with the travel, um, you know, you wonder how that affects things. You wonder who responds better. Um, you know, where I the reason I lean Kansas City is because every offense that plays the, the Dolphins tends to upscale that week, and this is the type of game where I could see the rushing attack of the Chiefs doing really well. You know, I mean, everybody kind of runs on, on the Dolphins. So definitely lean Kansas City. Staying away from it, though, because it does feel like one of those crazy high-scoring games. You just don't know how teams travel doing a Germany trip. Okay, will so Kel- uh, will Kelsey be himself without uh, Taylor in the same country? Who knows? You know, you would have to assume she's not traveling to Germany. Well, I mean, I mean, she the, can go there on her jet. The the Chiefs with Taylor at the games, averaging twenty eight points a game. Chiefs without Taylor, eighteen points a game. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to change my bet to Miami plus one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she might be there. I mean, she she's not like she hasn't been to Germany. So. All right, let's go to Campbell, first pick. Uh, I'm going to go to Thursday night game. Uh, I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans getting three points against Pittsburgh. Um, I like what I saw with Will Levis. Uh, With the short week, I kind of feel like there's not going to be as much tape studying to be done on his uh, NFL debut last week. I mean, he's one of three quarterbacks in the history to open up his NFL career with a four touchdown performance. And so I kind of like what he brings to that offense. He opens up that offense, gets D hop back into old D hop prime. And I mean, they got a running game to help him out, keep the pressure off him. Uh, Derrick Henry's still putting up hundred yard games almost every game. Uh, so I kind of like Tennessee with this new deep, threat opening up the offense a little more and I mean Pittsburgh's offense still very lackluster still kind of 
never know what you're going to get out of uh, out of them. So the fact that I'm getting three points here, I'll take the Titans plus three. Yeah, and uh, Mika Fitzpatrick obviously had the hamstring strain at the end of that game, so he's unlikely for this week. Um, man, this is, this is tough. Well, not a fan of Thursday games. I would lean to Pittsburgh here just because, you know, they, they the Titans were they're a good team to back at home and fade on the road, in my opinion. Kind of like the Cowboys. They play much better at home as opposed to the road. Uh, rookie quarterback, short week on the road. against a, still a pretty good defense in, in Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's going to be getting Cameron Hayward back this week. It's a big bolster to their uh, run defense and defensive line in general. So I kind of lean to Pittsburgh here, but uh, with Kenny Pickett banged up, a good Kenny Pickett doesn't inspire me to any degree. So with him banged up, you know, this game has a lot of variance. He might have some turnovers from both sides. I think Levis is probably going to regress a little bit. I don't, he's not going to get those deep balls every week that he got against Atlanta last week where uh, Hopkins was like pushing AJ Terrell out of the way. You know, <laughs> he was just wide open there. So I, I think that was more of an aberration, but yeah, that's just, just a lean to Pittsburgh. No, no bet. Uh, Alex. Uh, Pittsburgh lean, not a play. Uh, it feels like, you know, we talk about it a lot. Lose your quarterback, you rally for one week. Week two, you're bad. Um, you know, the Pittsburgh defense is, you know, very good, very daunting against a um, a questionable quarterback like this. You also have Tomlin off a short week. I think he would handle that a little bit better than maybe Rabel would in terms of which team is going to show up uh, better on a short week. So um, I would lean Pittsburgh. But not enough for not enough conviction to play it. All right, so you got a double dip here, Alex. Here. You're going to give us your first two picks. Oh my goodness, I have two games here. That's so exciting. Well, <laughs> I, I can tell you here, my first game I'm going here, and I I don't understand the line. So I'm probably the wrong way. I don't get the line, but I'm taking Seattle plus six here. It's a lot of points, and the Ravens. You know, Seattle's a pretty good team. What are they? They're in first place in the division. They're flying high. Maybe that's why the spread is what it is. They think they're going to crash back down to earth. But, um, you know, I like Seattle. like their offense, like their defense, like their coach. Um, Baltimore, I think, might be due for kind of a bad day. They, they played, you know, a couple really great games in a row here. I like Seattle. Six seems weird. Like, why is this a touch? Does Seattle, does, does Seattle at five and two or six and two, I think they're five and two, right? Deserve to be a near touchdown underdog to Baltimore, who I feel like is the same kind of roster. Does that seem right? I 100% agree with you. I almost made this my play. Um, yeah, weird, end, right? I, I kind of chickened out of it. Um, but I'm definitely with you on that. Seattle plus six as a strong lean for me. Yeah, I mean, you can see Baltimore running by a field goal, but, you know, I would see uh, – I think Seattle's going to give them quite a game. You know, I know Cleveland and Baltimore back-to-back could be daunting. Um, Seattle got very lucky to win that game last week, but I think that them getting lucky to win means they're – you know, they didn't play a great game last week and they still won. Maybe it happens this week. So, And with uh, – not to give away when we're filming this, but the Rangers are about to win the World Series, so good for them. But, uh, yeah, Seattle's my play here, my first play. What do you think, Chet? Am I am I falling into a rat trap? Uh, possibly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Hey, I I thought the Bengals Niners was a rat trap too, so we'll see. I was surprised with how 
well Cleveland ran the ball against Seattle last week. I know Cleveland yeah. has a really good offensive line, but see, yeah. Seattle came into last week with a top five run defense, and that's what really kept Cleveland in that game. They were able to run the ball and get into really good manageable second and third down situations. A lot of you know second and fours, third and twos, which kept drives going. Um, so Baltimore doesn't have as good of a run defense as um, Seattle does. They're kind of middle of the pack. They're 20th right now, just in the average amount of yards per rush attempt that they give up. So that might be enough to keep Seattle in, in this game. Um, but the value is not on Baltimore, right? Because you're, you're buying high on Baltimore. They're not going to get this much big of a favorite over a five and two team the entire season. So I, you, I don't think you could take Baltimore here, but I don't feel good about Seattle because I feel like Seattle They've kind of sleepwalked through these last two games. They could have easily lost both of those games, Arizona and Cleveland last week. So I feel like they're kind of getting through these games, but I feel like they're due for a loss, you know, and it's a road game, non-conference. So it's just a pass. It's an easy pass. I mean, like you said, yeah, this could be a field goal game, but could I see Baltimore lighting it up and winning by margin? Yeah. Baltimore has that ability now offensively. And um, I, I just, it's an easy pass for me. It really is. But I, I see where you're coming from, you know, just because. Seems like a lot of points, that's all. Yeah, it is a lot of points. Now, if it gets, right now, I wouldn't take Seattle, but if it gets to seven or seven and a half, then that's a different story, you know. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, this line opened at four and a half. You know, now it's shut so up. A lot, so, so a lot of money coming in on Baltimore. Yeah, and it's, six, it's six and a half at Bookmaker, which is a sharp offshore book. So usually when you see a six and a half pop up there, you're going to start to see six and a halves pop up at the actual books in Vegas, which I'm already seeing. Uh, uh, actually, the only one is DraftKings right now, but uh, you crazy. might see some. What's that? It's crazy to me because I I'm with I don't think it's that big. It should be that big of a spread. Yeah. Baltimore. The perception is they're one of the best teams in the league right now. You know they 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 didn't even play their best ball last week and. I know Arizona covered, you know, at the last second there, but they had that game in control. I know Arizona scored four at first, I think, but you never felt like Baltimore was going to lose that game. You know, they didn't really put a lot of effort into it. So when Baltimore's on, I mean, you saw what they did to Detroit a few weeks ago. Like, they, they can win by margin, you know. So, Gino, he's been turnover prone these, these past few weeks. And um, I don't know off the top of my head if Baltimore plays a lot of man coverage, but you we talked about that stuff from last week, how – he struggles against man. He does really well against zone coverage. So um, Baltimore has some decent corners to match up uh, with the Seattle wide receivers. But I guess I guess we'll see. I think Baltimore does play more zone. You know? we'll see. Yeah. So that would kind of lead that would lean into Seattle there. But no bet. Um, you have your second one now, Alex, right? Yep. And my second one, and it's time, man. It's not quite double digit Del Vecchio. But it's time to start laying some points here against some god awful teams, and this is gonna be a weird one. Y'all, y'all might not love it, but I'm taking the Saints and I'm laying the eight and a half here in this game against Chicago. Um, not a Chicago. I mean, I think Chicago. They're a couple weeks past the Fields injury. This may be the point of the year where they start getting bored a little bit. Hard to play in New Orleans. Like I said last week, man. The Saints have finally remembered that Taysom Hill is a good football player and that normally unlocks their offense. That's what's happening. Um, Kamara's starting to look like himself. I can see the defense turning him over, uh, the Bears over as well. New Orleans, play number two, lay the eight and a half. It's a big spread here. 
But lay the points. Don't worry about it. I like this spread more than I like the Cleveland spread, which is similar. I like this one of the two that are pretty big. What are your thoughts? Campbell. Uh, I think I think the I don't think the Saints should be laying eight and a half to anyone right now. I don't think I that. they're good enough team to be considered that much of a favorite. Um, I know Chicago hasn't really looked good um, last week, but Saints offense kind of—they're not a very good offensive team, and to ask them to kind of beat up on Chicago, be double-digit. Uh, victors against them is kind of a big ass for me. So I would lean Chicago in this one. I think with the red, I know the Saints showed some good things in the red zone last week against Indy, but that might just be a one week thing. And, you know, from a, from a sample size, you know, the Saints have really struggled in the red zone this year. They might regress back to that a little bit coming back home. Um, I had the bears here at plus eight and a half. I, I think, you know, with the spot here, it's a situational play, but I think, um, it's like buying high in the Saints and, you know, kind of jumping ahead to what you saw from Chicago on Sunday night. I feel like, you know, Bajan throws that deep, you know, pass to, um, I think it was Mooney on the first play of the game and, you know, makes the catch there. And then a lot of things went wrong after that. But, you know, there were a lot of drops from receivers in that game and Bajan, you know, wasn't great by any means. But Chargers were in a desperate spot there. Now you're getting a Saints team that might be coming in a little bit overconfident after beating the, the Colts on the road here. Um, so I, I like the points here with uh, the Bears. I think the Bears are going to be live in this game. I could see the Bears winning this game. Um, they traded for Montez Sweat yesterday. Not that that's a huge acquisition, but at least it bolsters the pass rush a little bit, and it kind of shows the players, hey, you know, we're not laying down this year. Give us what you got. So I kind of like that against a Saints team that might come in a little bit overconfident. Saints probably get the win, but I like the Bears to keep it keep it close here. Uh, Campbell, we are. Back so to was you. that an official play for you? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Bears Ooh, head, head to head and a belly to belly. <laughs> okay. Belly to belly. So for my second game, I'm going to go with the other big spread game. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns laying the eight points against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I mean, Arizona trade away Josh Dobbs. Kyler Murray is still a week away from uh, playing. So you got another rookie coming in. I couldn't even tell you what his name is. Clayton um, Tune. Yeah, that guy. Um, Cleveland, I mean, they still got a good defense, even though, like, They've been giving up points lately. I still feel like that defensive line is something that is going to put a lot of pressure on the Cardinals' offense. Um, I like Cleveland's running game forward and hunt. I mean, it's easy to run behind that line. They got one of the best lines in the in the league. Um, I know Watson's still not playing, but I he trust. might play. He practiced I, limited today. Did he? I still think yeah. he's. I still think he's a week away, but I trust. Cle- I still trust Cleveland's quarterback um, more than I trust Arizona's right now, and I'll lay the eight points with that. Okay, uh, I lean to. Man, I feel like such a contrarian this week, but I do lean to Arizona in this spot just because the Browns well, really don't know what they're getting with Clayton Tune, right? And Cleveland, like, how are they going to score points? I mean. 
they're twenty eighth in offensive DVOA. If PJ Walker does play, like they can't score. How how are they going to win by margin against you know an Arizona team that, albeit they've ha- they have one win, but they tend to just play hard every week. And I know that doesn't result in wins, but you're asking the Browns whether it's Watson or um, or PJ Walker to win by margin. You know if Watson does play, you know how he is when he comes back. He they threw him in that in that Colts game. Um, and he threw that horrible pass to um, uh, the defense there. I know that was kind of before he was banged up, but it tends to like when you put him back in the game too early, like they kind of when they brought him in in the middle of the year last year, when they brought him back, um, he played very, very poorly. So I, I, even if he does play, I don't think that's much of an upgrade from what you're getting from PJ Walker right now. So I kind of lean to Arizona to cover this number, but I don't know. Easy pass. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I think you got. I, I, I'm I'm huge on Cleveland here. I think that you know Arizona just traded their quarterback away, and the right. team liked that quarterback. That that was their leader, and that's such a white flag on the season. How they're going to respond is a layup. I mean, they're they're going to respond. I th- I think they're going to respond terribly. This isn't an injury. This is being given up on. You know, like they're, they're probably pissed at the front office that they did that. Um, like I said, they didn't hate their quarterback. There was no mutiny there. And then, um, you know, Cleveland off a really horrible, horrible, horrible loss. Could see them bouncing back. So, yeah, I think the defense turns them over, finds a way. Um, I think Arizona's effort is going to be really bad while they wait for Kyler to get back. Just one of those in-between moments. So, I would say I would lean Cleveland here. Not playing it, but I lean it. Did you, did you really just say Josh Dobbs was their leader? He was there later. He did the videos. Oh, Texas World Series champions. Congrats. There we go. Cowboys are next. <laughs> wow. Um, Dallas reigns supreme. I feel like the Dobbs trade was just more of giving him an opportunity somewhere else because they knew that yeah. you know, he was a week or two away from coming back. So he was going to see the bench anyway, you know, and they must have liked, liked uh, Clayton Tune enough to have him as the backup. So I think it was, you know, I, I don't think, I mean, I know Dobbs hasn't played well the past few weeks, but. I think it was probably just more of giving him an opportunity somewhere else. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Camel. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I think Dobbs is going. I think there's a big downgrade between Dobbs and Tune. Dobbs, I feel like, has been a very serviceable quarterback, and he's kind of led that team. I mean, I know they haven't gotten really any wins, but he's kept them in games. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We don't, we don't know what Clayton. He could. The way this NFL season has gone, he could be a Will Levis, or he could be a um, you know a PJ Walker, or, or you know one of the bottom five quarterbacks in the league. A, um, you know, what comes to mind when you think of the worst quarterbacks in the league? Daniel Jones, Zach Prescott, Zach what? Zach Wilson. <laughs> no, yeah, but you know what? Tommy, you know what I mean. Tommy, De- Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. There it is. There it is. We we don't know what the drop off is from Dobbs to Clayton Tune because we we only have what a preseason game or two from Tune. He could be horrible, or he could be just as serviceable as Josh Dobbs. I don't I don't even know. Who knows? But this Arizona team is, you know, they're beat up. They don't have uh, James Conner back yet. Um, I'm looking at their injury report right now, and it looks like um, okay, their practice report's not available just yet. But um, they're banged up too, and I like you said they might be sleepwalking until Murray gets back. But yeah, pass. I'm not gonna bet this game. Cleveland probably a teaser option. Yeah, I can't. You can't. You're gonna bet on PJ Walker to cover eight and a half. 
I don't know. Uh, who's up? Uh, I think we, we all got two. I've got, got two. Yeah. So it's back to Camby for one. Yeah. All right. So yep. my, this third game, I really love. I think the line is absolutely wrong on this. Ooh. Uh, I. The fact that it's three and a half, I don't even think this team should be an underdog to begin with. Uh, I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams plus three and a half against the Green Bay Packers. Um, again, complete fade on the Packers. I don't think their offense can score more than 14 points. Los Angeles can't put it up. I know Stafford kind of banged up, uh, kind of hurt his hand against some helmets in uh, the game against Dallas, but that offense still can score. They got weapons. They got Cup. They got Puka. They got Tutu. I mean, they can put up points, and I don't think Green Bay can keep pace. Uh, I don't see how the Rams are an underdog in this game, and the fact that I'm getting the hook in that game, like I think that was almost my best bet of the week, but um, that it's definitely a play for me. So Rams plus three and a half. Wow. I mean, if there's one game that I didn't have to pick this week, it would be the Rams and the Packers. These te- these teams just have just a red arrow on their trajectory for the entire season. I mean, you're taking a risk. Uh, in my eyes, I think if Stafford does play, then I think it's uh, it's a great bet. But I mean, he didn't practice today. I think McVay listed him as day-to-day. But I, this line to me says Brett Reitgen or whatever his name is. You know, if, if, if the books thought that Stafford was going to play, I think this line opened at Rams minus one. I think that's close to what it should be if the Rams had Stafford. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, this comes down to Stafford. You know, if Stafford plays, then you probably don't have any value on the Rams because you have, you know, they're favorites. And then if he doesn't play, then I'm definitely not going to be betting on Brett Reitgen. I don't know. What do you think, Alex? I was really almost pulled the trigger on the Rams, too. I'm with you, Camby. But exactly what Chetty said. I don't, if Stafford doesn't play, you might be just disintegrating, like burning money in a furnace somewhere. So couldn't do it. You know, in, in a way, you're kind of. I feel like you're gambling a little bit because if Stafford plays, right. I love it. If he doesn't play, you're screwed, and we don't know. You know we, we record this on Wednesday, um, so it's just hard to tell. So that's uh, – in the end, that's just uh, what kept me away. I don't know what Stafford's status is. Yep. All right. So not much more in this game. It is, is it your turn now or mine? Yeah, it could be you. That's fine. Okay, to mind. Um, we talked. We talked about this game already. Um, I was debating back, back and forth whether or not to, to take this game, but I'm gonna take Baltimore. I'm gonna lay the six points with the Ravens. Ooh, um, okay. I think it's six and just, a half. Uh, there's there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven sixes, and there are two six and a half. Well, it's six and a half. The one I took. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I, had, I had you a plus six. Oh, yeah, fine. Uh, oh, you did. You did take Seattle, didn't you? I, I totally forgot mm-hmm. that I took Baltimore. That's how good this board is this week. Totally just passed <laughs> me over. <laughs> I'll take. Yeah, I'll, I'll lay the six. About this game for twenty minutes already. <laughs> I, exactly. I just said that Baltimore can win by okay. margin. Seattle's due for a loss. Uh, Seattle's coming off of an emotional win. Now they go on the road against a non-conference opponent. Baltimore was kind of eh last week. They're probably going to come home, just lay the wood on Seattle. So lay the six. There it is. Easy peasy. (laughs) (laughs) On to the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
You. I have two. Uh, Alex has to do his third still, so okay. Alex go. go back to back. Okay, with my third pick, I am going to Monday Night Football here, men. And I've been waiting to do this all week. It's not quite my best bet, but I love the Chargers to put it on the Jets. The Jets, I'm happy for them for beating the Giants last week. I'm happy they got their jollies off with Graham Gano missing two chip shots and Tommy DeVito who can't throw two feet. And, you know, Bob Sala with his uh, we're the Kings of New York thing afterwards. It's like be, being the tallest horse jockey, okay? You're the King of New York football. Congratulations. But the Jets think Zach Wilson's horrible. That offense is putrid. They punted. What was it? What did they punt? 13 times, Camby? There was, like 22, n- there was like 22 punts between the two of them. Yeah, they had nine three and outs. The giant defense ain't that good. Trust me. Um, the way to beat the Chargers is to keep up with them and then hope that Herbert chokes late. I just, I don't see it. Chargers, three and a half, lay it, easy call. This is an ATM, this game's an ATM machine. It should be my best bet, but it's not quite. Give me the Chargers. What are your thoughts, Chet? Uh, we got to go to Campbell first for this. We're talking, you're talking about his team, so I got to hear his thoughts. It's just business. I hate it. I of think- course he does. I think the Jets are going to win this game outright. Wow! Oh. I mean, do it. You see, it. you see, a, you see do a difference it. in play between prime time Zach Wilson and non prime time Zach Wilson, and you've seen Zach Wilson at his best when the lights are shining the brightest. I think <laughs> that I think that defense is going to shut the Chargers down. Justin Herbert Stop. Stop is a laughing. proven loser. He loses games. Oh my god! I wish I wish we had a producer who could bring back all the Justin Herbert conversations we had last year <laughs> or the year before. As much as much as you like to rag on Salah, the coaching edge is with the Jets in this game. Everything is pointing New York Jets. They're going to win this game outright. Are you betting it? No. <laughs> he doubts. He doubts it, everyone. Uh, I mean, there there are things pointing in both directions in this game. I think um, you know the Jets are top five in pressure rate. You know the Chargers coming off a blowout win against a Chicago team that's bottom five in pressure rate. So Herbert was sitting you know nice and comfortable in that pocket on Sunday night, and I think it's going to be a different story. You know, on primetime TV against a, a good defense. So that's enough to keep me away. And, uh, you know, the, the Jets have the corners to match up with the Chargers, you know, from a wide receiver position, something that the, the Bears really didn't have last week. I mean, I know they have Jalen Johnson, but not much behind that. So um, that makes me lean to the Jets. But then, you know, I look at the history of, you know, teams that are laying three in the hook on the road since um, 2013. So the past 10 years, those those teams that are laying the three and a half cover 69% of the time, you know, 64, 29 and one. So this line is telling you that the chargers are probably going to cover this number. Um, but then the stats kind of point to the jets. So pass. Can I make okay. one more point on this game? Of course. My, my one point would be, you know, the final, I want to say 37 minutes of that football game this past Sunday, the Jets knew that the Giants could only run the ball. That was the only thing they were going to do every play, and they gave up 200 rushing yards to that terrible offensive line. 
it, it's leaky. It could be had, you know, the Giants pretty much had a four-minute drive to end the game and got it, and then, you know, you miss a chip-shot field goal. But I, I think the run defense could be had. I can see Eckler having a good game. Um, and I don't think the Jets with Zach Wilson and this team is just good enough to put on a big winning streak. So, but that's I think not the Chargers going to get this one. That's not the Chargers' style. Like, the Chargers aren't a ground-and-pound type of football team. Like, Eckler is not the brute back. Like, he's he's finesse. He, he does most of his damage in the receiving game. So, I don't see them being able to kind of stuff it down the Jets' throats. Just that I don't think elite defenses give up 200 rushing yards when you know the, only, the other team can only run the ball. Because I don't, I don't buy that the Jets are an elite defense yet. Like, people put them with the Niners. People put them with even the Steelers. I, I, don't, I don't put them there yet. I put them right. above them. I know you do, but that's good. I'm, I'm happy. Oh, Look, you're not playing good. the game, and I'm proud of you for that. Because I know if the Giants are in the same spot, I'd be betting them. So. But my, yeah. new, my, new, my new theory, I don't bet the Giants anymore. It's probably a good decision. Oh. I've done the same yeah. for Dallas. I'll, Take your I'll heart out what... of it. I'll segue that into my fourth pick because I am taking the New York Giants with my Ooh, fourth pick. Okay. Uh, Daniel Jones okay. back? Andrew Thomas Get, back? Let's go, baby. Daniel Jones back. Andrew Thomas back. Still an underdog to the train wreck that is the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, no corner. So let me, tell, let, me, let, me, let me say this. So you tell me to take the Raiders in Survivor, and then you have the audacity <laughs> to come on this pod and pick the Giants. <laughs> All sales are not fine. Wow. <laughs> I had a change of heart since I, I texted you that. How no. much time are we putting into picking these games? I, I had a change of heart. I've been yeah, picking I mean, these the, games since last the week. More I, the more I thought about it, the Giants are the better team right now, in my opinion. The, I mean, Thibodeau is playing amazing. Uh, Dexter Lawrence trying is a beast. I know they got rid of they. I know they lost what's his name, uh, traded him away. Yeah, um, but Minor Williams. Yeah, I mean, but I still think they got um, great defense. Is going to shut down Aiden O'Connell, Aiden O'Connell, or whatever his name is. Um, the only thing that worried me was what I was telling you why to take the Raiders was because teams usually get up big for. the a fired coach's first game or an interim coach's first game back. But I just think the Giants, you convinced me when you gave your counterpoints, like the Giants coming off the loss, the Jets, like they're in a prime position to bounce back. And I think as a better team, that bounce back is probably more, um, more of a chance of that happening than Vegas just riding the highs of having an interim coach. So that's why I'm taking the Giants as the dog here, uh, plus one and a half. I hear you. I definitely hear you. I think um, – I, I, not that I, I don't like the Giants in this game. I, I just I, – I, I didn't want to pick the Raiders just because of all the guys that the Giants were getting back. But if you had a gun to my head, if you know, if, if you robbed my house tonight and said, hey, pick the Giants or the Raiders, I would pick the Raiders. Just because I think it depends on what happens with the head coach. Like if a head coach that the players actually liked gets fired – Probably come out flat, but if it's a coach that they hate, despise, like a Josh McDaniels, you have to admit you're going to be getting maximal effort in this game. You know, with um, with uh, the rookie quarterback starting, that's a risk, obviously. But 
think the players hated McDaniel so much that they're just going to come out and play loosely. They have nothing to lose in this game. Knowing that their jobs are on the line, they fired the GM too, right? So all cards are on the table here. Um, I'm not betting this game, but I, I would definitely like a strong lean to the Raiders. But the, like the, the Giants getting the guys back, Campbell, I definitely see where you're going there, and that's what keeps me away from it. If if you have the Giants roster from last week going against the Raiders in this spot here, there's no doubt I would take Tommy the Raiders. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> yeah. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> but this line wouldn't be one and a half. It'd be, it'd be three and a half, four, right? So, yeah. yeah. Stay away, Alex. What do you think? I mean, I look. I mean, this, I, I was bringing this point up. Sorry for stuttering, but the Giants are just—they—they've sat my soul this season. I don't know how a two and sixteen, two of the last three weeks of the year, have given me the types of losses that I don't sleep for three days after. But the Bills game, which the Giants had won sixteen times, and then the Jets game, that the Giants had won at least twice. You know, we all thought the Kayvon sack was the end of the game. Um, I mean, they just killed me. I mean, I, I you can talk whatever you want, but the, just two horrible losses. Um, I don't care that Daniel Jones is back. I care that Andrew Thomas is back for sure. That's our best player on the roster. So him coming back certainly going to help. Um, but maybe you're right. I mean, the truth is, like, I'm, like I said, as a fan, I'm not doing the Giants anymore. I was on the wrong side of them too many times. Um We'll see. I mean, if the Giants don't win this game, um, it's hard to see where they get a lot of wins out of the rest of the year. But I think, you know, coming off that bad loss last week and Leonard Williams being traded, I think they're in a bit of a – like they're in a surprise malaise if their season's over. I don't think they saw themselves here in week eight back in early September. So, um, you know, could go either way. I think if the Giants lose to the Raiders too badly, and I, I know he's not going anywhere – but fans are ready to turn on Dable. You would hate to see wow. that happen. But just like that already. I mean, it's, a, I mean, it's New York, man. This ain't, this, ain't, this ain't Milwaukee. You can't hide, you know. <laughs> you know, you do it. You have a couple heartbreaking losses where you can't call the right play at the one-yard line against the Bills. And then, you know, you don't go for fourth and one. You keep the chip shot field goal. I think it was the right call. But you know how New York fans are. It didn't work. So they're never going to see the other side of it. And, yeah, then if you start losing to the Raiders when, with – who I love, Antonio Pierce, my God, one of my all-time favorite Giant players. He short career, but what an impactful career he had. But um, yeah, um, it can get really ugly because you know that we still have the Eagles two more times. We got the Cowboys. So we have three losses like booked, set. Um, you know, it's, it can get really ugly here in the second half for the Giants. So they got to get this one. No lean. Okay. No lean. No so, lean either way is what I'm telling you. I think I, I think we can probably both or all of us agree that uh, it's probably going to be a close game. Just if you look at the talent aspect from the Giants that the players are going to be getting back and what the Raiders have shown this year, probably the Giants might be a decent teaser option. Maybe get them above seven, but there's too much unpredictability in this game. But we got Campbell uh, taking the one and a half points with the Giants. Uh, so that's your fourth pick, right, Campbell? Okay. How many picks do we have left, Alex? Just one? You both have three in the book so far. Okay, so let's yeah. go to Alex and I first. Let's go to you, Alex. Uh, my other pick, I am going uh, – this may be unpopular. I am going to take the Philadelphia Eagles and lay the three. Wow. In this game, I know, I know, I know. Um, I think – I mean, you said it before. When you punch Dallas in the mouth, they fold like, you know, laundry, and the Eagles will probably punch them in the mouth. Um you know, the Cowboys are not going to run away and hide from the Eagles. 
Um, I think the Eagles have this game circled the same way Dallas does, right? But when when you're in preseason and you're the Eagles, you know, like, it's going to go through Dallas either way. Dallas knows it's going through Philly. So you're going to get the best effort out of both teams here. And I just think the Eagles are better. Um, three isn't enough to scare me off. You know, I think it should be more like four and a half for this game. What? Um, you know, it, it's funny. <laughs> one, blow, one blowout win against the Rams, and everyone forgets that people were uh, sending Dak to, to outer space eight days ago. So, yep. Give me the Eagles. Chetty, bring on your fire. Play it the other way if you like. No, I don't have the guts to do that. I've seen this story way too many times with the Cowboys. So like you said, exactly, not gonna yeah, fall yeah. for it. But yeah. I think this line is. I think this line is fair. I mean, I think yeah. this line says that Philly's a little bit better than Dallas. You probably give Philly what two points for home field, so they're about a point better than the Cowboys. Yeah, I think this line is right where it should be. Um, all the three and a halfs are gone. Like three and a halfs are popping up, and then they go away. So this game, well, will probably they'll probably lay it on three. That. I have a question about that, Chet. Do you think that the number in terms of getting hooks and all those things, when it comes to Dallas, you never get the better of the number because public money is always on the Cowboys. Do you, do you think that or no? I always think that. I always think, like, you always get a worse number with Dallas because there's so many fans out there who bet on their team. I think I don't – maybe if you bet on Sunday, but, like, in on Tuesday, Wednesday, like, there are – pro bettors aren't – betting on Sunday. Some are, but I mean, the square betters are betting on Saturday and Sunday. So like yeah. the sharps are coming, they're betting during the week. They're trying to just get the best number, you know? And then, um, so I think it depends on the time of week that you're betting. You know, if, if you see like a three and a half pop up on Tuesday and then, you know, it goes back down to three and a few hours later, that's, that's not a square better. That's just taking the Cowboys on a Tuesday. Like they're the squares are going to be betting the Cowboys on Sunday morning, yeah. you know? So that, sharp money what does that mean like the sharps that doesn't mean it's the right side but that just tells me that it's professional money coming in on the cowboys but that doesn't mean they're right or wrong you know so that's kind of what i put into the line movement but i think this line is right um it depends on how (laughs) ask me after the first drive (laughs) i think the cowboys should uh take the ball first um because when they typically lay the first blow, then they tend to just be pretty consistent the entire game. But I think this game is going to come down to one aspect. I think the defenses are pretty much a wash. I think the Cowboys have a little bit better secondary, but the Eagles have a better defensive line and run defense. So I think those things kind of cancel each other out. So then you look to the offensive side of the ball and uh, you know the Eagles have been more consistent, but I think if the Cowboys go into this game with the game plan, like they did against the Niners, or they just run against a brick wall on first down every play and get two yards with Pollard, they're not going to win this game and keep Dak in the pocket like he's a pocket passer. Um, If they come out last week and they do a lot of play action on first down, get Dak moving out of the pocket, um, get him a little bit more mobile, throw in a few read option plays, then I, I think they have a chance in this game to win. So it really just comes down to the game plan that the Cowboys formulate. Are they going to fall back into that conservative mode on the road? Because like you said, you know, the Cowboys have been a different team on the road that they, they, they played at home. Believe it or not, this is the first matchup with Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. Ever. Because so, Dak was hurt all those, all those games last he, year. He, exactly, yeah. The, one game was Cooper in, in Philly. It was, um, it, was Co- in, it was Cooper Rush uh, last year, I believe. And I think Dak was hurt the year before that. Um, 
and then he was hurt again the year before that when he when he broke his leg. So this is the first matchup between them and Philly. So um, there's something wrong with Hurts, right? So I, you're not seeing a lot of the RPOs with Eagles this year because you know Hurts has something going on with his knee. I think he was asked about it today uh, during a press conference, and he kind of just shrugged it off and walked out. So I think he's kind of frustrated with it. So with that being said, he threw for what almost 400 yards and four touchdowns last week against a porous, you know, Washington defense. Porous. Porous. And they can't really rush the passer like the Cowboys can. So I think the Cowboys will give them some some issues from a pass rush standpoint. Uh, Eagles and Cowboys are one and two in, in pass rush win rate, you know, or pressure rate. Dallas is one, Eagles are two. So this is going to be a really tight game. I think the line is right where it should be. Um, so I'm just going to sit and enjoy it, not bet it, and see what happens. But Dallas is a team that's not played well on the road this year. I lean Dallas in this game. I think Philadelphia, they were really struggling in the secondary. I mean, they couldn't cover Washington to save their lives last week. They were down double digits. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Washington was a – their receivers were getting open nonstop. And I think Dallas is – I think Cooks, CD can kind of do the same this week. I mean, the game's going to come down to Dak Prescott. If he can limit his turnovers, uh, I think Dallas is going to win this game outright. Yeah, I, I and I'm not thinking ahead of ourselves. Right? We've seen this story with Dallas before where they blow out a bad team. They go out on the road the next week and get the doors blown off. But I think the most encouraging thing about the Cowboys win last week, albeit it was the Rams, that they were able to put up 40-plus points without running the ball. So... It's not like they have to run to win this game. And I think that's what McCarthy's kind of figuring out. In the beginning of the season, it was like, okay, we need to kind of minimize Dak's turnovers. We need to play more balanced. But now I think he's seeing, okay, we need to pass to set up the run, throw in the play action pass, you know, and then we hit him with the running game here and there. And I think if they keep that game plan, they'll be they'll be live in this game. They'll have a chance. But if they get back to that, you know, um, first down run percentage – uh, you know, over fifty percent, then they're going to have some issues in this game because you don't want you want you don't want Dak at uh, second and twelve or you know third and eight. You want him at third and two, you know, second and four. That's going to keep the you know all, all all options on the table in terms of play calling. So uh, should be a good game. Hey, when's the last time we had like a Cowboys Eagles game at four twenty five in Philly? It's been a while. Nice. It feels good. You know, that's how it should be. Exactly. You know, Good for uh, Sunday night football, really uh, sticking with the better game there. Definitely. Um, all right, so Alex has the Eagles lane three here. Um, I'm going to go to a game, and it feels kind of it feels kind of square now with, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, you know, obviously tearing his Achilles there. But I'm going to lay the four and a half with Atlanta, especially with the fact that they announced Taylor Heineke is going to start this game. You know, he, you know, obviously he has a history with uh, Washington. He usually starts off really, really, really hot when he starts to start games, you know, he kind of did that with Washington and then he kind of tails off towards the end of the year. So I think he's going to give a nice boost to Atlanta's offense in terms of, you, you saw last week with Tennessee a little bit, how you got, you know, Pitt started to come alive. Drake London had some nice catches in that game. Um, so I, I think that's going to be a nice boost to them. If it was Ritter starting, then I'd have more hesitation with this, but I like the spot for Atlanta coming off of that disappointing loss. And I know Minnesota might have like a circling of the wagons game here with Cousins out, but I think it's going to be more of a deflating spot for Minnesota because like 
Kirk Cousins was playing at such a high level, you know, and then you take away him. The, you already lose Justin Jefferson, you know, for, for extended period of time. And then, then you lose your leader who is 98% of the reason why you were winning those past few weeks against the Niners and the Packers, right? Now you take him away. You're on the road again um, against a team that is desperate to stay in the contention in their division. Uh, I'll lay the four and a half with Atlanta here. There's a huge drop off from Kirk Cousins to um, what's his Hall, right? The the rookie from uh, BYU. Yeah. So that that's a huge drop off. If you had like some veteran, like a Nick Collins, I think he's on the practice squad right. Nick Mullins, he's on the practice squad right now. Maybe I'd be a little bit more more hesitant with this. I know they traded for Josh Jobs. He's not going to be ready for this game. So uh, I'm going to take Atlanta on the spot. Lay the four and a half. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it's an easy stay away game for me just because you got two new quarterbacks coming in for both teams. Uh, it's just a big disappointment because I really thought Minnesota was turning their season around and was going to be able to kind of challenge Detroit for that division. And now I think Detroit's going to run away with the division. Um, Atlanta, they got more to play for now. I think since Minnesota's season is lost, so I can see I can see Atlanta being a good play here, but I really don't have a lean either way. Alex, what do you think? I agree with you. I agree with you. I do. I lean. <laughs> I lean that way. I lean that way. Couldn't pull the trigger. You know, there's a. You know, it's. You know, it's just that first week with the, when you lose your quarterback, rally the troops and. Yep, it's something that bears out all the time. And uh, next week, I'm going to fade the Vikings. I promise, but not the first week. Not against an opponent that's not really an elite NFL team. Um, you could just see Minnesota keeping it close somehow. Um, so yeah, I lean your way though. I agree with you. Atlanta, another have, one of those. I didn't uh, have uh, the the fortitude. It's okay. You you at least it's a lean. At least yeah, it's a lean. yeah I lean your way for sure. Atlanta is another one of those teams where you tend to fade them on the road and you back them at home. I mean, they're, I think they're undefeated at home this year, no? So maybe they're due for a yeah. loss there. But I, I, if Minnesota had lost that game against Green Bay last week, let's say Cousins goes out early in that game and they lose, this might yeah. be a good spot for Minnesota to kind of at least cover the number and, and put out a max effort. But I think it's going to be more of a deflating effort from them. You know, and not that Green Bay is a great team. We're finding out more about Green Bay each week. How bad of, they're right now to me, they're a bottom five team in the NFL. I'm sorry. You know, I know they have a, a historic franchise, and their coaching has very been been very questionable this year. But would anybody disagree that Green Bay is a bottom five team in the league right now? I wouldn't disagree. No, so no, I mean they're certainly playing like it. If they aren't, you know, roster wise, they're certainly playing like one of the five worst last month. I don't know if this is going to be a rally the troops type of game for Minnesota because I kind of feel like it's more of a, a like a holdover game just to get Josh Dobbs in, in for like next week where the next week will be more of a rally the troops when they have their new starter in the system. Could be that's a big game. They played the Saints too, so that's you know their season might be on the line next week, and they're only two and a half point dogs at home against the. Um, Saints, who have run a one, you know, that big game against Indy. So that'll be an interesting game there. Um, all right. So, Campbell, we need your best bet, correct? Yeah, we yeah, all have one left, right? We all have, we all have our all best bets left. left. Yeah, yep. yep. All our best bets. God, I hope I'm head to head. I don't. I think me and you might have the same one, Alex. Okay. I am taking. I know 
it's a high emotional game. It's an anniversary game of what happened with DeMar Hamlin last year. But uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are just a better team. So I am taking the Cincinnati Bengals lane two against the Buffalo Bills at home as my Mm. best bet. I mean, got to keep riding the high. Burrow, October, November. I say it every week. Guy doesn't lose during this stretch of games. They're a better team than Buffalo. I think they're better offensively. I think they're better defensively. And I know Buffalo's going to have the emotion on their side, but I think Cincinnati's going to easily overcome that. Uh, and the fact that I'm getting it under a field goal, I think you got to take Cincinnati all day here. So Cincinnati minus two, best bet. Alex, what do you think? I, I, I like the play. I didn't do it myself um, only because of uh, – not necessarily the emotion, but just because Bengals are just a little inconsistent in this game. You know, the thing last year, the Bengals were going to kill the Bills in that game. You know, like remember all the fantasy championships where anyone who had Burrow and Chase was pissed off because they knew they were about to get a flood of points and then the game got stopped. Uh, the Bengals were going to kill them in that game. I think the Bills were a little better last year than they are this year. Um, I just didn't play it because it's kind of a very close game between two good teams. And, you know, Buffalo could certainly – you know, if Buffalo won, it wouldn't shock anybody. So, um, you know, to make it my best bet, that's a two-unit play. I don't have the, the guts for that, which is going to blow you guys away when you hear the game I am picking. But uh, I, I lean Cincy, but, you you know, I wish it was three. I wish it was three. This is yeah. This, this is a tough game. I, I really don't even have a one. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, minus two, right, Cincinnati? Yeah. 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 Um, no opinion at all, really. Maybe. I mean, Cincinnati had they had the, the momentum, right? But then Buffalo has a ten days rest. I kind of like what I saw some stuff with Buffalo last week with them kind of opening up the offense more. I feel like Buffalo was trying to run the ball a lot more earlier in the year with James Cook. Uh, but now I think they're figuring out that their defense is a lot of injuries in the secondary that they just have to outscore teams. So I think this might – I kind of like the over in this game because I think yeah, Cincinnati's just, offense. They just picked up Fournette too. Just picked up Fournette, yeah. So uh, I think if you probably tease Buffalo, I think it hits. I think this is going to be a really tight game. He's, I think it really comes down to Cincinnati's offense. They haven't played really well offensively at home, but that was before they – got Burrow healthy, and now they're kind of playing at a different level. Um, they were catching San Fran in a really tough spot last week, so I don't want to overreact and say the Bengals are back, but they continue to win every week. So uh, I, I still think Cincinnati's secondary is very vulnerable, and um, they're pretty even in pressure rate. I think they're, yeah, they're neck and neck. So the Bengals um, have a pressure rate of 22.4%, and the Bills are 22.2%. So they rushed the passer at a pretty um, even rate. So I think these teams are too close to kind of feel one way or another about it. You know, we spoke about the DeMar Hamlin angle, but, you know, at, after a certain point you play the game, right? And that kind of just settles down. You play football. So I'm not going to put too much into that. So no real opinion. What do you think, Alex? I, I said already, it's about Bengals Bills. Oh, you did. I went to you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty much it. Any uh, final thoughts on this game before we go to? Uh, I'll go to my best bet first. All right. Go ahead. Actually, actually, no. I went before you, Alex. So you go to your best bet first. 
My best bet, ladies and gentlemen, toss the hazard lights on your car. Because sometimes, you know, a game calls to you, and you just got to believe in it, regardless of how good this team is that you're gambling on. I am taking the New England Patriots, and I'm laying the points against Washington. You son of a bitch. Best bet, two-unit play. I'm doing it. No fear. No fear. Jones. No fear. You, no fear. No Sam Howell. No fear. Alex, Patriot this is defense the defense against a rookie quarterback. Forget it. He's going to see ghosts. The ghosts are coming. We know what Belichick oh. does against rookie quarterbacks. Um, they just traded away their two. Um, no, it's sorry, Chase Young's thing. But uh, two franchise type guys that signal to the whole locker room, "Hey, everyone, we don't believe in you. We have quit. You should quit as well." This is um, at New England. Uh, rookie QBs at New England probably have a uh, average QB rating of you know negative point nineteen. So New England best bet. Love, love, love it, love it, love it, love it. Even though the Alex, team kind of sucks. No good. You're gonna kill me, Chet. This might me? be the fir- This might be the first time we have the same best bet. No, oh, I love it. I, love I got it. the I got the Patriots laying three in the hook. Woo-hoo! I mean. Great call, I couldn't Jeff. have said it any better. I mean, there's a reason why this is three and a half, right? Everybody knows how bad New England's been this year. I think Washington put so much into that game against Philly last week. And now you're asking them to go on the road. You know, that was the, yeah, that was their Super Bowl. And now, you know, Riverboat Ron is on the hot seat. Obviously, he's not in their future plans. He's a, de- he's they, a dead man walking. I mean, he's not even on the hot seat. Like, you know, Black Monday, he's gone. Can you just see the headlines on first take after the Patriots beat? You know the commanders twenty-seven nothing on Sunday. Like, will will Ron Rivera be the next head coach to be fired? You know, I could yeah. I could just see that. I, I feel like they put so much into that Eagles game, and they you know they felt deflated when they didn't get the win there. Now you're asking them to go on the road in, in a spot where, although Sam Howell wasn't a rookie, he's pretty much a rookie with how much experience he's he's had so far. Yeah, I mean you know, he's a you know, he's fake. And Howell seems to be very hot and cold in the games he plays. He plays really well and then he plays really poorly the next week and he's kind of on that cold week so to speak so I know I, we know all the injuries the Patriots have on defense you know with Judon and Gonzalez out and I do have some concerns about the cluster injuries at wide receiver for the Patriots they lost Kendrick Bourne who was having a really good year torn ACL Devontae Parker's in concussion protocol but I feel like the Washington secondary is so bad that they won't be able to take advantage of the lack of weapons the Patriots have at receiver you know, I could just see Juju Smith-Schuster and Hunter Henry having career days against his poorest defense. They can't even rush the Boy. passer now. You know, they traded away two-fourths of their defensive line. So, um, I don't think that signals well to the players. And the Patriots, although they're 2-6, and six, you know, they're not they're not selling the house, so to speak. So, yeah, I'll lay the three-and-a-half best bet. Here we go. Swallow your hold, – hold, you know, hold your nose and swallow the points. Got you. Let's – it's like uh, that video I sent. Sometimes you have to hate your bet, and that's how you know it's the right one. I hate betting <laughs> on the I hate betting on the Patriots, but that's why I'm gonna win. That's why. <laughs> and that's why when I take the Patriots and the Falcons and Survivor, they're both gonna hit. I, I love it. I almost made Washington one of my plays too, because I I really, I mean, I got. Quit, uh, I just I'm trading those two players. I, I mean, I just think that's gonna kill them. That's gonna kill. I know, them. but it's like, whose offense do I trust more, Washington's or New England's? And I trust Washington to be able to put up the points more. Fair enough. 
They, I mean, Washington they, basically got shut out by the Giants two weeks ago. They did. You're right about that. That's like a zero. They only scored because we muffed the punt. A lot so of we saw have been struggling against the Giants' defense, though. So yeah, I think you know, with the and at no point do I consider that it's because the Giant defense is good. I, th- I think with the I think what the Patriots showed against the Bills a few weeks ago, you know, with all the injuries they had on defense at that point and still do, they were able to still hold the Bills to, you know, I think they had ten points going into the the, the last drive they had there. You know, they can they can hold opposing offenses to you know um, decent in terms of you know points per game, and you know now the Patriots are actually top what they're seventh in pressure rate. 24.1% of the time they they um get they get pressure on the quarterback. The Commanders are 23.1%, but now you got to think with them trading Sweat and Young, that's going to drop off to some degree. You know, so I think the Patriots are going to pressure Sam Howell pretty well in this game and let's not forget before last week, but Sam Howell came into that Eagles game getting sacked 40 times halfway through the season. He's on pace to break uh David Carr's record with the Texans in 2002. So, um I think pressure might be an issue for Washington in this game, and I think they'll probably be the difference in this game. And then the Patriots still just kind of do enough on offense to, to get the win and hopefully to cover. So we'll see. Wow, best bet, Alex and Chetty. I don't know how I feel about this. I really don't. We're Thelma and Louise in it, bro, right over that cliff. I love it. Yeah. Halfway through the season, something's <laughs> got to give. Um, week uh, week 10, look at headlines. You guys look at anything? Anything jump out to you? Let's see what jumps out. Hold on. Okay, we're gonna scroll Giants, Dallas. It. We got our, our team's playing next week, Alex. Oh, Giants can I play Dallas. guess the spread? Sure. Nine and a half. Ten. Pretty good. Okay. Right there. Yep. Uh, Jets are prime time again against the Las Vegas Raiders. Campbell, so, oh, can I, uh, you want to you guess it, Camby? Yep. Uh, um, I would say who's home? Vegas. Raiders. I would say Vegas minus two. Jets minus two and a half. Yeah, Vegas really? wouldn't be favored. Yeah. Yeah, no way. No. I mean, they're favored against the Giants right now. Like, you think, the, and we saw the Jets aren't that much different than the Giants. Then why do you hate my Charger Because <laughs> I think God. the Chargers are just as bad as the Raiders. Jeez. <laughs> A couple of really good games next week. Uh, San Fran at Jacksonville. If you had to guess that point spread, what would it be? At San Fran at Jacksonville. I'm going to – oh, fuck. San Fran at Jacksonville. I'm going to guess San Fran lane two. Yeah, I still think San Fran is going to be favored too in that game. So, But not I'm a field goal. It. It'll be under a field goal. That would be my guess. Lane two. Is my what guess. do you think, Abel? I'm kind of, I'm with Alex on that. I think San Fran's still going to be considered a favorite in that game. San Fran minus two and a half. Good job, Alex. Oh, it's close. Nice. I think we have. I think we have a future bookmaker on our hands here. Oh, you know, that's why I <laughs> see the ones that are glaring. You know, another good game: Detroit at LA Chargers. Make a pick. I would guess. Oh God. Short week for the Chargers. Detroit at the Chargers. Chet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Detroit coming off the bye. No, is Detroit coming off the bye? Yeah, yeah, they uh, are. Detroit's yeah. Coming off the bye. Oh, they. Uh, For a week I ten. Yeah. I mean, it should be Detroit like minus so, four. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's Whoa. not how Vegas works. No, they're gonna give it to, to the Chargers. I think Chargers will be a pick or laying one. 
Wow, minus one Chargers. Look at Alex, Is man. He wow. had, yeah, yeah, look at this guy. Let's go. I'm, I'm, All right. I'm already taking Detroit. Taking Detroit, best bet. There it is. All right, write it down. I just know how Vegas thinks. And it was like, no, there's no way. Primetime games next week, not much to be desired. We talked about the Jets and the Raiders, and then we have the Broncos at Buffalo. (laughs) Didn't didn't even flex them. Oh, terrible, terrible. Um, Other than that, nothing really jumps off the page here. Houston at Cincinnati might be a sneaky good game. Cleveland and Baltimore is a big divisional game there. Uh, Thursday night game, Carolina at Chicago. Good Lord. Help me. What's <laughs> what? the Thursday night game? Thursday Carolina Hill? Carolina at Chicago. Oh, my God. Oh, man. There's no <laughs> – and the World Series is over. Oh, my God. That would be a nice game to get uh, Justin Fields back for, you go, know? Go see the, – the Marvels comes out next Thursday, everybody. Go see the Marvel. Ugh. I'd rather watch the Bears and the Panthers. Uh, <laughs> uh, that pretty much is it. I mean, all the other games are kind of hit or miss. Um, Tennessee at Tampa might be good. But other than that, I mean, we got a game in Germany again, the Colts at the Patriots. That's going to be a snooze fest. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Before we kind of call it a night, any final thoughts on uh, week nine? Good week. It's a good week. It's a good, I, I'm very perplexed. There's got to be some new rule. I don't know why, like, these games are – why wouldn't Cowboys-Eagles be Sunday night football? Like, I, I get Bengals-Bills for the Hamlin thing, but I'd much rather watch Cowboys-Eagles. Like, I, just, I don't understand the primetime Sunday games this year, and I wonder if, like, Fox and CBS are a little more protected than they've been in the past to pick the games they can protect. Has to be. I, I kind of like yeah. that it's not on Sunday night. I'm tired of the repetitive Cowboys-Eagles Sunday night. Like I think the NFL just took a risk. They threw some teams in there that they thought were going to be good this year, and they kind of missed the boat, like on Denver, Chicago, you know, yeah. the Raiders even. So, And, I mean, what it's showing, I mean, the ratings haven't suffered at all. So you really can just throw anyone in there. I yeah. hate the one, I hate the 1 o'clock slate of games this week. I don't really see any games I'm really excited to watch in that 1 o'clock slate. Um, I mean, the game I'd probably be most excited to watch, I'm probably not even going to wake up in time for because it's out in Germany. Dolphins? Yeah. I know. How are we going? How are we going to meet up for these games? We got to plot out how to drive out. Be <laughs> <laughs> a challenge. Now, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but these Thursday night games are so poor in quality. I would much rather just see a double header on Monday night. You know, start a little bit earlier. Maybe start around five or six o'clock. Give me, oh, give me, give me two that. games on Monday. You know, these yeah. Thursday games, short week, these players get injured. They're already banged up during the week. Then they have, you know, a few days to prepare, and the quality is just not there. It's all for ratings. Give me, like, a doubleheader on, on, on Monday night, you know, like they do the first few weeks of the season. I mean, the Thursday games are so bad that Al Michaels hates calling them. Yeah. <laughs> if they weren't paying him $20 million a game, he'd be yeah. piecing out a long time ago. You know, I wonder if he even knows what Amazon Prime is. Like, does he know people watch <laughs> the effort he's giving? He's like, what am I on? Why am I with the college guy? You know, like, he, he's used to NBC, the main spot. You know, I just, I don't know. I wonder. I miss when he called those big games on Sunday night, you know, or even on Monday night. He he did what? You know, he, he doesn't do that yeah. now. He's like, oh, they got a first down. Yeah, I guess. Oh, no, it wasn't yeah. a touchdown. Like, he's getting calls wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, remember the? Oh, God, I can't remember it. 
I think it was Jacksonville. There was a play where someone ripped <laughs> yeah. off like a 40-yard touchdown run. He barely even acknowledged it happened. Like, and he's running. Well, it, was, and he's it, was running. it was Christian now Kirk. He's, uh, That's oh, right. He's, he's out, of, he's yeah. out of the two, out of the five. Like, not even at the one or two. He was out of the five-yard line. Yeah, Clearly really just bad. went in untouched. Yeah, I mean, the announcer contracts have gotten so crazy because, you know, I watched the Manning cast. I forgot that Buck and Aikman are even on Monday Night Football. You know, like, I never hear their voice anymore. And they're kind of the iconic guys, like, of my teens and 20s. So it's just kind of crazy how how that's gone now. Now it's really they, Kevin Burkhardt's show. They they move too much around. They got to move Aikman and Buck back to Fox. They got to put Michaels back on Sunday night. And give me yeah. just the Manning cast on Monday night. Oh, it'd be great. Oh, it'd be just so have great. just have Eli and Peyton actually call the game in the booth. <laughs> have them do it, but always put bad quarterback play on it so that Peyton has to stifle his vomit the entire game. <laughs> it's uh, nothing's funnier than like a horrible interception, and Peyton's watching. He's like, yep, yep. That that'd be quality television. Um. All right. So, uh, Twitter PowerPoint will be up within the next uh, few hours. And um, this guy, the next few minutes, he's already starting on it. I love it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, we had all good weeks last week, all winning weeks, and uh, we'll see if we can keep that up. And this week, like we spoke about off-air, we don't love the board. Maybe Alex does because he tends to love the board every week. But love at least Campbell the board. and I. There yeah, it is. I win every yep. week. Why wouldn't I love the board? Every week he wins. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, you know, this is kind of the – point of year where you have more information and you kind of know what, what teams are at this point. Um, so hopefully we could keep uh, that arrow trending up and, and see how we do going into week 10 next week. So any final thoughts? All right. Enjoy, enjoy the games. Good college slate this weekend too. So have fun. Go Jets. You know, keep, keep the winning streak alive. Go Falcons. Go Patriots. Is that, yeah, is that who you decided on Survivor this week? Probably I'm almost positive. I'm, I'm fading the Browns and the Saints. I'm going to hope for the upsets. And uh, I love the Patriots in that spot. I love the Falcons in that spot. And, you know, the Browns and the Saints could be good teams for future value. You know, they, they have some favorable matchups. The Saints play Panthers at home, the Giants at home. Um, and then the Browns play, you know, the, the Bears week 15. They play the Jets week 17. That might be before, you know, the Jets if they get Aaron Rodgers back. Um, so I kind of like just fading those teams this week and taking my chances with uh, smaller favorites. And uh, look, 91.2% of the pool is going to be on the Browns and the Saints combined. So yeah. if by chance one or both of those teams lose, we're down to 100 entries going into week sell 10. Sell the ticket. Sell the ticket. Oh, I would definitely sell after that. I mean, Good. you know, the the, the – perceived uh, value of each entry. If you just def- divide, what is it? Two, six, seven, zero, zero, zero. This is great radio divided by a hundred. You're talking about each entry worth about $92,670, but it would go more than that, you know? So Jeez. this is where you gotta just hope for the big upsets. It's going to happen at some point. You can't roll with the chalk every week. You never win survivor pools, especially with this many entries going with the chalk. Sell you know? one, sell one, keep one. So yeah, that's um, um, if that happens, if both the Browns and the Saints lose, which is probably not likely, but if it does happen, and I, and the Patriots and the Falcons both win, I would strongly consider that going into next week for sure. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. And uh, 
Yeah, yeah that's it. Always puts me the best. It's going to be an interesting week. Uh, fingers crossed. But um, until then, uh, we are good for week nine. And we are at the midway point of the NFL season. We'll see what happens with Bet with Chet this week. And we will see you guys next week for the NFL Week 10.